welcome to Dynastream's podcast, I said a prayer for you today. My hope is that you will be powerfully encouraged through real life situations, prayers, and encouraging words. Each episode is from the heart, not trying to be perfect, just being real for real needs. Feel free to share these episodes with those that you feel may need some loving strength. All right, let's begin. Hello, my friend. I'm here to encourage you today. And this one, wow. <laughs> um, when you start out seeking God to just spend time in his presence, he will take you on a journey and a trail. And it may start with one word, one scripture, and you end up somewhere else just so filled up. Something that only God can do. Sure, there's motivators, there's people of encouragement, there's people of joy and excitement that seem to just fill you up. There's counselors that seem to just fill you up when you leave. You talk to them and you just feel refreshed. But this one is just, just seems to be in his word, does more than that. So I want to encourage you from First John chapter 2. Verse 20 says, But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. I have not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you know it, and no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ? He is the Antichrist who denies the Father and the Son. Whoever denies the Son does not have the Father either. He who acknowledges the Son has the Father also. And I want to encourage you because it started out just a journey of the oil. And I don't even know if that was the actual first word as I dug into the scripture and seeking, you know, what is the meaning of this and what is the meaning of that? And I know many people ponder what is the meaning of life? I'm sure you do too. What is your purpose? What is your the meaning of your life? What is your purpose? I know I do that as well. It's what is the meaning of what God is showing? And it's just really very interesting that and the revelation that comes with it, sometimes it's a little much as well. Because when I look up, you know, the oil, and in some translations, it, it wasn't even there. I looked up oil, and in this particular scripture, it wasn't there. So you have to go to a different translation. What does the translation of that say? <laughs> and the cool thing, <laughs> unction. What? Yep, unction. It's in the concordance. It's in the Bible. It's an unction. You know, when people say, well, I got a gut feeling. I just got a feeling about this. A gut feeling. They have an unction. What is that unction? It's a. It's just a metaphor, a metonymy of the Holy Spirit. It's an unction. And it's just really kind of cool. Because when you think about when you're at the crossroads in life. You know, you get this and people call it an intersection. The crossroads. Okay, do I go this direction? Do I go that direction? It's the crossroad. You're going to take the road 
that the Lord is leading you on? Or are you just going to take the road? The road the Lord is leading you. What happens when you get to that intersection? It's that thing, that interstitial, that thing, that space between the two sections. The road between the two sections. The gap. What Jesus came to fulfill. The what we couldn't do for ourselves between here and eternity. What we couldn't do for ourselves, the intersection. What is the junction? It's the Jesus unction. That was pretty cool. Oh my God, you're so fun. Sometimes. <laughs> and just that journey through his word and digging deeper. And as I did so, I, I just, I was also amazed when you get the, the things that are used, unction, smeared, contacted with, the Holy Spirit, the anointing. And it's a, it's a sacred thing. It's a sacred and symbolic anointing. And yet they use terms like unction and smeared. God speaks in terms that we can comprehend and understand something. And I will tell you how he used it and how the unction reminded me, conjunction, junction, what's your function? I don't know if you've ever remembered that tune for kids learning. Like, um... We call it English, the language, the, the language and how things fit together. It's the same in the word too, how we fit together in society, how we fit together, how our purposes and what really took me into the oil, because you know, the oil is used. There's so many miracles. There was the oil and the lamps and those who were waiting for the bridegroom to arrive and some brought their oil and some did not. Some got to go in with, with the bridegroom and some did not. And the oil, and they said, what do you see? I see lampstands and the oil dripping. The olive branches, the oil comes from the olives. What did the dove bring back to the ark and the olive branch to be able to produce the oil? There's still the olive tree out there. The oil will still flow. And what did the Jewish celebrate the miracle of the oil? There was a tiny bit of oil that was supposed to last only one day. And it lasted eight what is the miracle in the Bible in 2 Kings? The widow, her husband died. Her husband was studying the discipleship. He was studying the word. He was studying and he was a servant of the Lord and he died. So what were the creditors going to do? Come take his sons, take her sons or the guy's sons, their sons as slaves to pay off the debt. Was it in debt so that he could study? We don't know. Just that there was a debt. And there was oil involved. And so what happened? She went to Elisha and she said, you know, he was a servant of the Lord. And now the creditor wants to come and take my sons as slaves. And so he talked to her like, okay, what do you have in the house? She only had a flask full of oil, a small amount. And so he gave her instruction. <laughs> and this really I had never read this this way before I mean I've read that so many times over when we hear the miracle of the oil and already you're probably going to the end you know what happened the miracle flowed 
Okay, so she's got a, 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 a an issue with credit. Yes, even back then, creditors were after her for her husband's debt. It's going to take the sons. What crushes a mother's heart? You take her son. I know. And I know in society, what I'm battling for in the biggest miracle, huge miracle that looks impossible, I'm still believing for. Because I know the people and the ways of society. But get this. She has credit that they want to, they're going to come and take her sons as slaves. So what does the men of God tell her to do? Go borrow. Okay, are are you listening to yourself? <laughs> Go borrow. I already have an issue with debt that they're going to come and take my sons. You tell me to go borrow? Go borrow some pots and vessels from the neighbors and everyone. And I don't know about you, but you're thinking, okay, you know, you've already got issues with credit. They're going to come and take your sons. You're stressed out. You have no money. Your husband is dead. And in that day, that's her protection. That's her everything was her husband. And so she's got to go out and borrow. But get this. She borrowed and they gave. So what did he tell her to do? Go borrow as many vessels as you can. Go in, shut the door. Pour out the oil. That little flask of oil filled every vessel that she brought into that house. She told her son, okay, give me another one because it's still flowing. Give me another one. There isn't any more. And it stopped. It continued to flow for as many vessels as were there to pour into. So my friend, this really um, stood out to me as well. And I don't know how it's connected and if it is, but when we have um, in our nation substance abuse, and when I shared with you faith, substance and evidence and there's a substance abuse there's an abuse of the faith because if you have faith you can move the mountains so what are they going to do they're going to cause your faith to struggle and so in here they're going to cause your faith to struggle they're going to come after you for the debt the traffickers do that all the time they traffic these young people they traffic them in sex they traffic them in drugs they in drugs and they get them to do this why because it looks all fun and okay, we're going to do this and don't worry about it. You'll make money. You'll, don't worry about it. I'll help you out here. What is it? They're putting them farther and farther in debt until they get to a point where they cannot get out. They get to a point where they're continuously having to do this. So, well, you've got to pay your debt. So you're going to go do this. And then they pay them. Well, there's more debt, there's more debt, whatever it is, whatever they cause it to never be able to be paid off. They take their identity, they take their everything. They take them from their families. And they will never permit them to get out of debt. They will never permit them. That is the enemy of God, the Antichrist, coming against who God is. Because when you know who God is, you have the anointing of the Holy Spirit. 
And when the Holy Spirit is behind the word of God, it never returns void. It will accomplish that for which it was sent. So the man of God asked the woman, okay, what do you want me to do for you? Because she went to him. My husband was, you know, studying the Lord. He was, he was, when you look up the sons of the prophets, he wasn't just a son of a prophet. They were studying the Lord. They were studying. Was it studying in the divination and all of that other part of it? Was it truly studying who God is? How much he loves? How to be a student of the Lord, a servant of the Most High God. So she went to a leader. It's like, okay, what do you want me to do? Was it, what do you want me to do? Hey, you know, or was it, okay, tell me what you want. Tell me what you need. And when it rose up, this is what they're coming to do. God gave him a revelation to help her. In her obedience, her step of obedience, she did as the man of God asked. She had something in there, a value, the oil, the anointing, the unction, the metonymy of the Holy Spirit. She had something in there. Okay, now go close the door. Pour it out. Fill those vessels. Fill them up. I mean, how were the neighbors to know that they were going to be part of a miracle? They didn't know. What if they knew, okay, I'm going to borrow your vessel because God's going to do a miracle. No way. I want that miracle. I want it for me. They're going to be like, "Uh uh-uh. Or would they? Oh, yeah, I want to see a miracle. I want to see God do a miracle. They didn't do that. He just told her what to do. The miracle happened through her, her faith and her obedience. She just did what he asked her to do, not knowing what was going to happen. Maybe she did. Maybe there was further discussion. He's going to fill it all with oil. Well, I think he did tell her. (laughs) Fill him with oil, and when you filled the last one, go and sell it and pay your debt. And you and your sons can live on the rest. So he did tell her. Did she tell the neighbors, hey, I need to borrow this so I can do this? I don't know. But I know sometimes others want to see people suffer. Well, you're just not privileged. You're just, that's just what you've got to deal with. Mm -mm, Not when God steps on the scene. God does, he's a God of miracles. And what looks like one person will never get out of it. When God touches something, miracles happen. Okay, so with God, all things are possible. Nothing is impossible for him. And I continue to share that. Because when I go through reading the, uh, the miracle of the oil and looking of the oil and going, oh my gosh. He says he will give you the Spirit, the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you in all truth. And in that chapter, it says you don't need that someone else teach you. The Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you. Is it through meditation? Is it through various books? There will be books and things that you're led to because God is going to show you something in your spirit. He's going to connect something that he's probably prepared your whole life for. There's preparations in your life for the calling on your life. 
this woman's husband was a servant of the God. She didn't say our family is her husband. Because back in the day, I don't know if women were allowed to. Because much of the talk was women weren't allowed to do that. The husband had to teach them at home. You weren't allowed to speak up. You weren't allowed to be strong and courageous. But there were still women, women who did and who were, who saved nations, who destroyed evil, who hid the spies so that God's people could survive. And if you follow all the rules and regulations, you do your best, it's still not enough. That's why Christ had to come. Because his excruciating death on the cross, risen again, and your saying yes to him gives you that anointing of the Holy Spirit. So read that scripture. Read it. The unction, the Holy Spirit speaking, leading, guiding within you, comes from within. God will reveal. Ah, what is this memory? What is this? Take it to the Lord. Follow that in his journey, in the word. And not just to go, yep, got to follow this other rule, got to follow this, got to follow... Yes, we do need to follow rules and regulations. But he said with the fruit of the Spirit against such, there is no law. You start to put laws against joy, it's awful. But when there's a, a substance abuse in our world... It's an abuse on faith. It's an abuse on God's people. Because if they can keep you from having faith, because you're gonna have that backup. You gotta have it because you can't trust God. You can't you can't trust God. You can't pray. Your prayers aren't gonna be answered. Yes, they are. And I've shared with you before because you continue to pray. And um somebody else's actions is an answer to your prayer. Some of your actions out of obedience are actions that are answers to others' prayers. Pay attention to what God is showing you, what speaks to your spirit, and you'll know God's doing it. Because there are people in places that they are going to be in tune with the Holy Spirit. And as the prayers are lifted up to God, they are lifted up and he's knocking on the hearts of people in key places that can do things and reach people in places that you cannot But your prayers lifted up to God with the heart of love and the heart of God. We need you. He will move mighty mountains. And so I want to encourage you with that. And something in my heart too I wanted to share with you is I shared the haystack, the needle in the haystack. I remember I found it and then I went back to get another and that was my backup plan because what I was seeking, I didn't know if they'd have it and how we are much like that. And then I told you how I went to get that second one. I found it. Well, my friends, the rest of the story is I took those back because they didn't fit. It looked like they were going to fit. They didn't fit. The right size, or I thought was the right size, they didn't fit. Because what I was seeking, what I wasn't sure if they were actually going to have, is the right fit. What I was seeking, what I found. God is enough. And he will provide for you. He is the provider. And I trust in that by faith. 
And there are times when I'm called to encourage something and I'm like, Lord, but I'm, I'm, still, I'm still working through this. He knows. He knows what you're working through. And he knows that if you trust him and declare your trust in him by faith, believing. And when you're believing for mighty miracles, there are, mighty miracles are going to happen. What if God's people before didn't believe? What if they didn't believe in God? And they said, we haven't seen it. You don't see the wind, but you see the evidence of it. And much like our weather, like you see the weather, and the weather temperature says this, but it feels like this. It'll say, like for example, five degrees, but it feels like minus 10. That's a 15 degree difference. You're like, whoa, it'll say 30. It's like, whoa, it feels way colder than that. Because it is. There's a wind, there's a breeze. It's coming from someplace. You don't see it, but you'll see trees moving. You feel it. You feel it moving, but you can't see it. Much like faith, it's evidence and substance. It's there. And even the word talks about the wind. And so much like that, because we can't comprehend sometimes a spiritual concept, but you can relate it like the wind. You can't see it. And I know stories, they've, been, they've talked about this for years. You can't see it. You see like this, uh, a cyclone type wind. You don't see the wind, but you see the leaves and you see the formation of it because the leaves go into it and take the shape. So God will show you things taking shape of something to represent the spiritual. Here's what's happening. And if you've ever seen a particular bird, I don't know if it's the starling, uh, there's a particular bird that will actually take shape. I've heard about him before, and I thought, okay. And I actually saw it. I saw it in the sky, and I couldn't believe my eyes. And so I had to pull over. I was driving, and I pulled over, and did I really just see that? Oh, wait a minute. It just changed. The birds took a shape. They were communicating something. And literally, in that season, what I was walking through, what I saw in these birds, it's like the shape was a fish, and then it showed the dragon. Because they, they have to change their shape because of the predator coming after them. But it was really showing that the dragon, the enemy, is after God's people. It was amazing the timing of all of that and the particular shape that they would take. And if you look it up, there's the birds that take shape. It, they do. And they're all in tune with one another. How birds can do that is pretty amazing. And how the wind can come from places and go places and pass through is amazing. The whole concept is amazing. The concept that the Holy Spirit can dwell within you, lead you, and guide you, and be an unction and miracles to produce out of one flask of oil and produce all of these other things. It's a miracle. How many times does man try to imitate miracle? And what was only a tiny thing 
they make it into a whole big bunch of things because they have agenda or motive, something not of God for their own personal gain. The same concept. Here, she had debt, she had to pay. So there was creditors back then. And the man of God said, go borrow. But he told her, and what happened, there was a miracle. And my friend, the dangers of it in today, because the creditors enslave. And if they can't get you enslaved, they will enslave your family. That's what they're trying to do. And many Christians will say, well, we do everything cash and debt free and whatever it is. But it existed way back when. So it's not, if you, if you have credit issues, if you're using credit, that was an issue even way back then. When the husband died, now they want to take the sons and enslave them. And so my friend, many times God's people get a bad name because they're enslaved. They're kept in menial, low-paying jobs. So they cannot get out. They cannot rise up. They cannot because they're so-called not privileged. That's all they're ever going to be. No. What happens, there are people, especially when you have the corporate entities, there are people at the top, you don't know their hearts. You don't know because there's so many layers in between. The person on the end, especially when there's credit cards, new credit cards, that person, their job becomes dependent on a quota. You must get this many credit cards signed up. We want these people signed. If they're not signed up, you need to sign them up. Or you, if, if they don't sign up, your, your job is at risk. And so sometimes people sign up because they don't want their person's job. Okay, so what's the big deal? I'll sign up. They want that credit debt because then you have debt enslavement to the debtor. So my friend, be careful because those that are trying to sell the credit cards, trying to get the credit cards out there, and it happens all over the place. There are quotas. What happens in the legal system? There are quotas. You have the quota for speeding tickets. They say it doesn't exist. Everybody understands that it probably does. I can't say it does because you can't prove it. There are quotas. What does it take to get um, a promotion in particular jobs? In business, you know, you've got, you've got to do certain things in business. And many times in the business, it's what are you willing to do? How are you willing to do anything we ask to get to that next level? And when they can prove they'll do anything, they'll get to the next level, whether it's ethical or not, whether it's moral or not. What about in the legal system? In the legal system, people are traded. Well, this lawyer needs this, this lawyer needs that. Okay, I'll give you two of these criminals for this. I'll give you two, I'll, I'll pile up the felonies on this so that you can get that. You need to destroy this, you need to accomplish this, you need to stop this. Okay, I'll help you in this way. Someone needs a promotion. They bring a whole bunch of people in. They drugs and money and they take their monies. They take their stuff. What happens to all of that money? It goes to the department. There's a vested interest. There's a personal interest. There's a personal gain. 
not just for society. There's personal gain. What was the personal gain for this Elijah? What was the personal gain to gain to give instruction to this woman, to this widow? To set the sons free, whom the sun sets free is free indeed. This man of God, this child of God, gave instruction, not for personal gain. His personal gain, the woman saw, God loved her. There's a God who can do the impossible to set her son free. Why couldn't the disciples set the, um, was it the man free from a demon or something? Why couldn't we do it? Unbelief. How many of us struggle with that unbelief? We are believing, but there's still that deep-seated something that says, well, maybe you need a backup plan that's rooted in unbelief. Well, I've tried this, and I've believed, and I've believed, and I've taken steps, and, and everything just failed. Are you still going to believe? We need a nation of believers. When God's people, we need nations of believers. When you believe for what seems impossible, you believe that God is able to do far greater than you can think or imagine. You'll see mountains move and you're like, we never touched it. You'll see things happen. You're thinking, I just prayed. There are people in places God is able to do the impossible. And there are some times that he can bring a wind, a flood, a fire. He can do the impossible. He can manifest into the real from the unseen realm to accomplish his plan and his purposes for his glory. If it's for destruction, that's not for his glory. He will use it all. But God's not about destroying. He's about winning your heart to love more, to trust more, to believe more, to have that unction, to have that metonymy of the Holy Spirit, that metaphor, that, that, that figurative of something that you can't see, but it's real. That you have the ability to recognize it and know the God you're trusting in and believing in, the one who created the heavens and the earth is real. He will encourage you. He will take you through the word and through the concordance. Digging deeper, he will take a word of oil, remind you of the miracles, show you it's the unction. It's the junction that connects to the Holy Spirit and the anointing. So my friend, a small seed of faith, a tiny bit of oil, and great things happen. Stay believing and trusting in Almighty God. He is able to do far greater than you can think or imagine. Where a tiny bit of oil not only filled all the pots, it wasn't just to fill it and wow, look at this. And then she could go out and sell it. She became a salesperson. Did she sell things before? We know Lydia um, sold purple linen, I think it was. 
Did this woman ever sell before? Did this woman ever do business before? I don't know. Because her husband studied the word. Her husband was a student and a servant of the Lord. They were provided for. What was the debt from? Don't know. Was he indebted until he made it through? I don't know. But what we do know is not only was the oil, there was the miracle. Then there was the sale of the order oil. There was another miracle. And not only that, there was not only enough to pay the debt, but there was enough for her and her sons to live on. It didn't say to just pay the debt. It was to live on. Because remember the coin, and I shared this with you before, the coin in the fish's mouth. Jesus told him, gave him instruction, go there, there will be a coin, and pay the debt or pay the taxes for me and you. Because what he does for one is to bless more than that. And her sons were not enslaved. And my friend, the same thing happens in our culture today. Whether you want to believe that or not, it's happening. But the greater belief is that God is the God of the impossible. Stay strong in who God is, how much he loves you, what he is able to do. Through our obedience, lifting up prayer and believing that God can do it. It started with the oil. It may have been smeared. The smearing was anointing. The Holy Spirit, all of heaven above, here on earth. So you have all of heaven. And I don't want to see your disposal because we don't dispose of the Holy Spirit. Nothing is wasted with God. Nothing. Because remember, it's all in nothing. He can do it all. There's nothing impossible. And my friend, I struggle in that as well. But God, it looks like this. And are you really seeing what's going on? Are you really seeing? You know the struggle in my life and he knows. He knows where it's from. He knows the root of it way back when. He knows the enemy that wants to enslave. And he conquered that enemy. He will conquer every enslaving enemy. Our children belong to God. You belong to God. We are all his children. He is a mighty father who fights for you. He is your strength in weakness. And there is nothing impossible for him. And through him, all things are possible. Believe it, my friend. And may the Lord bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you in Jesus mighty name. Amen. Thanks for listening to Dynastream's podcast. I said a prayer for you today. For more encouragements, visit our Facebook page at Dynastream LLC. That's D Y N A S T R E 
A-M-L-L-C. We'd love to hear from you. See you there.